DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents the Second Week Rules for the Discernment of Spirits, an Ignatian Guide to a Greater Discernment of Spirits, with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher is a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He is featured on several series found on the Eternal Word television network. He's also the author of numerous books on the spiritual teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the Venerable Bruno Lanteri, as well as other works focused on aspects of the spiritual life, including Spiritual Consolation, the book on which this series is based. The Second Week Rules for the Discernment of Spirits, an Ignatian Guide to a Greater Discernment of Spirits, with Father Timothy Gallagher. We now continue with Part 2 of Conference Talk 5, with Father Timothy Gallagher. Uh, let's pick up Kathy again, if you take the hand out with Kathy, and let's look now at her fourth and fifth meetings with Father Mark. So their fourth meeting, a month later. Kathy tells Father Mark of a recently concluded review of the buildings of her present high school and its conclusion that significant alterations were needed for the future needs of the school. A new camp capital campaign would be needed, and in some way, the teachers would need to be involved. They would also have to teach in a more reduced space during the two years of building that would follow the campaign. Kathy tells Father Mark that her heart, her heart sank a little at first when she realized the time and energy all of this would require, but that she was certainly willing to do what was necessary. So Kathy um, is, again, as I say, doing her own part in this very well. She's very aware of her own experience, and she's able to share this well with Father Mark. Very likely, as Father Mark hears Kathy say this, he will be attent to note just this little, her heart sank a little at first. Would Kathy, four months earlier, when there was no question of the inner city school uh, at all in the picture, and she was giving herself with such love and dedication and fruit to the work in the suburban school with all the, the, the richness of what follows was following from this. Would Kathy have had that kind of sinking of her heart? Just that moment of, oh, brief um, reluctance to gear up for a new effort uh, to help with the raising of the funds, to go through a two-year building project with the impact on the space for teaching and so on. Now, I point this out because this is an indication of why Ignatius says, in a, in a discernment like this, according to the second set of rules, we need to give much attention. Because the signs, as I say, are not going to be um, extravagant. They're not going to be shouted, um, so to speak. They're not going to be clamorous. But they'll be there. And if the person discerning with the help of the director is attentive to them, we can begin to note them. So Father Mark will uh, have in mind that quite conceivably, he's beginning to see just maybe very small signs, in this case of a little bit of subjective diminishment in Kathy as this process is unfolding. Kathy mentions how the thought crossed her mind that it would be easier to undertake an effort like this if it were for the poor in an inner city school where the need of the people is so great rather than in a well-to-do suburban school. Now, Father Mark will note this too. Now, when Kathy says the thought crosses her mind that it would be easier to do a capital campaign in building 
in an inner city school than in a well-to-do suburban school. She doesn't mean um, externally speaking. Obviously, it's going to be easier to do this where people have more financial means. But what she means is on a heart level, because this is um, where her heart is. She, she loves the Lord. Her only desire is to love and serve the Lord. And the thought now crosses her mind as they uh, are told of what lies ahead in this campaign, that uh, this would be a little easier to do um, if I were doing this for people whose need is much more real than the affluent people whose children attend this school. Father Mark is going to note this too. Is there just a little bit of an objective slash subjective diminishment in Kathy? Before this process of discernment began, would Kathy have found thoughts like this weighing on her willingness to be part of a project that is important for the continued viability of a school that's doing a great deal of good and in which she is doing a great deal of good? So Father Mark is just going to note this. Does he have clarity yet as to which way this discernment is going? He doesn't, but he is doing exactly what Ignatius invites us to do, and that is to give, giving much attention to any signs of undiminished or uh, diminished energy on the objective or subjective level. And he'll help Kathy to see these things too. In general, her teaching continues to go well, continued to go well, and prayer had been warmed by God's love. Again, this is a woman who, who loves the Lord. Father Mark continues to encourage Kathy to pray and be attentive. Now, let's keep in mind in all of this that Kathy, there's only one thing that she wants. She just wants to do what God wants her to do. And she's ready to say yes, if it's the suburban school or the inner city school. If, in fact, this is the enemy beginning to lead toward a little diminishment in all of this, uh, the moment Kathy will see that clearly, the enemy will be undone because all she wants is what God wants. It's different in the first set of rules, isn't it? We may be able to recognize we're in spiritual desolation and still find it pretty hard to shake its hold on us and have to work a bit at this. But in second, um, uh, discernment according to the, in the second set, according to the second set of rules, as soon as the person sees it, the enemy's undone because this person's will is firmly fixed on love and service of God. All right, a month later, they meet again in their fifth meeting. When she meets with Father Mark, Kathy mentions a difficult conversation with the parents of one of the school children. She tells him that sometimes these days she finds it a little harder to be patient with such parents when she considers that they have so much, so much more than the real poor, and yet can complain about the school. Again, Father Mark, and I think at this point, we with him will be alert to a possible sign of some subjective diminishment there, just a little less patience in dealing with people who may be difficult to deal with. Again, is there less patience now there than there was before this process of discernment began? Very likely there is. Nonetheless, overall, the past month has been a time of grace, both in teaching and in prayer. The solidity of her service and prayer continues. Kathy mentions that if she were to teach in a largely Hispanic uh, inner city school, it would require her to improve her Spanish something she has always wanted to do so as to work with Hispanics in her parish, and also on a more personal and spiritual note because it would allow her to read the great Spanish spiritual masters, St. John of the Cross, St. Teresa of Avila, and others in the original 
as she has long wished to do so as to benefit even more from them. Are we beginning to see here just a small sign of some objective diminishment? This began simply as an openness to serve in an inner city school where the need is so great. It moved to a largely Hispanic inner city school because of her background in Spanish. As the course of the thoughts has unfolded, it moved to a specific inner city school with a large Hispanic population of students because she's already worked there. It's gone well. Um, she would be at home there. And now we have another little um, unfolding here. If I did learn Spanish, um, it would meet uh, some needs that I've long wanted to meet. I'd be able to help in the parish, and I'd also be able to read in Spanish, which would help me in reading uh, some of the spiritual masters. Are we beginning to see just a little bit of diminishment and a little bit of, of is the process beginning to be just a little more focused on self than the initial wide open um, readiness to serve the inner city poor. So Father Mark is going to notice all of this and help Kathy to notice all of this. So where is Kathy at this point in her discernment? Does she have clarity? She does not. Neither she nor Father Mark assisting her have final clarity, but what they do have at this point with the signs of, of, the, um, of Rule 5 in mind they have some indications that at least some small steps of diminishment may be beginning to appear in this process. So they're going to give much attention to these and continue to watch what happens as they meet in subsequent meetings. Okay, so that's the gift that Rule 5 gives us. It gives us the criteria that we need in order to, so that we know what we're looking for as the process of discernment unfolds. Okay, which is a beautiful thing because as Kathy and Father Mark go through this process, each, each with their respective parts, what's happening is that God's work is being safeguarded. If God wants, truly does want her to continue in the suburban school, she'll do that. And that uh, work will remain fruitful. And if, should God want her, in fact, to move to the inner city school for her own growth and greater fruitfulness in the church, that will happen. But if God does not want that, and it's the enemy tempting under the appearance of good, with Mark, Father Mark's help, Kathy will see that, and she will not pursue that, and none of that harm will happen. You know, I say very often when we go through the first set of rules that these are about setting captives free. The second set of rules equally is about setting captives free, free people who love the Lord free from um, these lies of the enemy appear, uh, attempting to lead the person astray, tempting under the appearance of good. The second set of rules liberates the person from this tactic of the enemy, which is a very, a very important thing in these people's lives, and certainly, as we've said many times, for the church. All right, in rules 5, 6, and 7, Ignatius helps us discern according to the three moments of the enemy's process that is the unfolding of the thoughts, if in fact the thoughts with their consolation are of the enemy. In Rule 5, Ignatius has helped us to discern the signs according to the end. In Rule 6, Ignatius is now going to help us discern according to the middle. So, concretely for Kathy, these will be the months of, of her discernment. These are the three moments. 
So uh, let's look at the text of Rule 6, and we'll just uh, get started on Rule 6 in this talk. So again, to be very concrete, when Ignatius speaks of the middle, if we stay with the uh, experience of Kathy, the beginning happens that day when she prays with Luke 4.18, and uh, Jesus as the, the Christ who is sent to the poor to bring good tidings to the poor. And her heart experiences consolation with preceding cause and the thought of the inner city parish. That's the beginning. And then over the next, thus far, we've seen uh, five meetings, so roughly five months. The We are in the middle. Let's say that by the seventh meeting, she and Father Mark are, with Father Mark's help, she is able to discern, to discern clearly, uh, let's say, um, that this is not of, of, of God, that this was from the enemy. So when Ignatius speaks of the middle, in this case, he means the time between the beginning seven months ago and the end seven months later. That's the middle. Or in Patricia, who maybe will spend five weeks discerning between the, the, um, the poor in the parish and the refugees, it'd be those five weeks and so forth. All right, the sixth. When the enemy of human nature has been perceived and known by his serpent's tail and the bad end to which he induces. So when the end has, um, we've reached the end, and the, let's, let's say Kathy comes in in her seventh meeting and says to, to uh, Father Mark, I really think God is calling me to the inner city parish. And this was of the enemy, okay? And now he's going to help her with this. All right, that's the point at which rule six can now apply. So when, when the enemy of human nature has been perceived and known by his serpent's tail, and the bad end to which he induces, it profits the person. When Ignatius says it, it profits, we pay attention. In other words, what follows is going to be very helpful in living the discerning life. It profits the person who was tempted by him to look immediately at the course of the good thoughts that he brought, and the beginning of them, and then how, little by little, he procured to make him descend from the sweetness and spiritual gladness in which he was till he brought him to his depraved intention, so that with such an experience known and noted, he may guard himself in the future from his customary deceits. Another very packed Ignatian text. We'll return to the second week rules for the discernment of spirits with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, Tune in and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. A prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory my understanding, 
and my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, or Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to the Second Week Rules for the Discernment of Spirits with Father Timothy Gallagher. So, Rule 6. The enemy has been discovered by the diminishment objective and or subjective of the end. No harm has come to the person from the enemy tempting as an angel of light under the appearance of good. Both Kathy and Father Mark have done their parts well. When Kathy comes to this end or conclusion that God wants her to move to the inner city, Father Mark is able to help her see the signs of diminishment. She recognizes them, understands that the, the thought of the inner city school was not of God, firmly rejects it, and no harm is done at all. But Ignatius doesn't want to stop there. This is one of these many things I love about Ignatius. You would think almost that, all right, the enemy's been uncovered. In this refined, greater discernment of which Ignatius speaks in the second set of rules, uh, the enemy has been uncovered. The enemy is defeated. Uh, case closed. But Ignatius uh, doesn't stop there. Once we have perceived the enemy's tactic and seen this now, Ignatius wants us to review this and learn even more from it, so that if the enemy attempts this again, as he may do, I will be all the more ready to pick it up all the sooner. So Ignatius says, all right, now that you've been through the unfolding, beginning, middle, and end of this course of thoughts, and seen that this is of the enemy, now review it. Learn from it. Go back over it, so that, to use his word, it becomes an experience that will help us catch similar traps sooner in the future. So that, for example, should the enemy try something parallel uh, to this uh, another time with Kathy, she may see it instead of at seven months, she may see it already at four months uh, as she continues to grow in this. And the likelihood then of being harmed by the enemy continues to reduce. But this is the, I've said many times now, in the course of the rules, this is the primary tool, attention to experience so that we learn from it so that we perceive what's there and we learn from it. All right, when does rule six apply? When the enemy of human nature has been perceived and known 
by his serpent's tail and the bad end to which he induces. Kathy now sees at seven months that this was not of God. Patricia now sees, uh, for the sake of making our point, after five weeks of discernment that God really does want her to work with the poor in the parish and not with the refugees. Charles, that God wants him to serve with the liturgy and finance and so forth. From this vantage point now, when the person has now discerned the enemy by his bad end, that is by the signs given in rule five, and so this is all of the people we've been following, now rule six applies. We have a a graced vantage point from which to learn much more even now about how the enemy works when he tempts under the appearance of good. If I lost my way when I was driving, I can either say simply, well, that went badly and I'm glad that's over, or I can say that went badly. Let me look, get out a map, go on Google Maps. Let me see where I made a wrong turn so that the next time I drive that route, I'm not going to get lost. The project at work didn't go well. I can either just say, well, that didn't go well and that's it. Or I can say that went badly. Let me look to see what I did wrongly so that this won't happen in the future. When my effort to reach out and help someone was not well received, I can simply say, well, that didn't go well and leave it at that. Or I can say that went badly. Let me look to see what I got wrong so that this won't repeat in the future. With this person, the approach that I took with, you know, with good intentions really was not the right approach. Okay, another time I'll know better how to deal with this situation. Now, that's the dynamic of rule six. When a person perceives that the consolation and the good and holy thoughts were of the enemy and led to a bad end, no harm, no shame, the discernment process has happened well, Kathy goes on in the suburban school. But when a person is at this point, then a rich opportunity to learn is present and Ignatius doesn't want us to lose it. So, Let's say, as I say, hypothetically, at meeting seven, Kathy says to Father Mark, I think God is calling me to leave the suburban school and go to the inner city school. He helps her see the objective and subjective signs of diminishment. She understands that this is not of God and firms, turns uh, firmly away from this. Now, Father Mark, as a good spiritual director, is going to apply rule six, and he's going to invite Kathy to review the little by little, the descent. Uh, as Ignatius uh, calls it, that took place through what Ignatius calls the middle or over the months of discernment so that she can learn from this for the future. So let's say uh, Kathy sits in chapel before the Blessed Sacrament or at home when she has peace in the evening someday. And she gets out her journal and she begins to review now uh, what she has journaled over the seven months of the the discernment. She goes back to the day when this first began, and she begins uh, to watch, let's say, week by week, uh, what she's chronicled in her journal. And unhurriedly, she goes back over these months together with the Lord. And now she can see clearly the steps of the little by little. She didn't see it when they were happening. But now she can see it. Father Mark has helped her, and now she's able to see it for herself as she goes through this. And she's learning This is invaluable learning for a person in the second spiritual situation. Now, this is a point I've made before, but can never be made too much. Rule six presumes that the person has been temporarily fooled by the enemy as an angel of light. Kathy is temporarily fooled during the 
the middle, the months of discernment, Patricia during the five weeks of her discernment, or Charles, and so forth. There is no shame in this. I'll repeat that. There is no shame in being temporarily fooled by the enemy as an angel of light. And I've deliberately put double double exclamation points there, and I would have put more perhaps if I'd had more space in this line. There's no shame that Kathy, Charles, Patricia, uh, anyone in the second spiritual situation would be temporarily fooled by the enemy, by an experience of consolation with preceding cause and thoughts about a good and holy thing. Uh, It's simply the tactic of the enemy in the second spiritual situation. And Ignatius, if you notice, gives us rules five and six, five which helps us discern according to the end, and rule six which helps us discern according to the middle, precisely because he presumes that very often, I would say most often, when the enemy tempts under the appearance of light, we are going to be temporarily fooled by this, in the sense that we're not going to see clearly right away. And we'll wonder whether this, in fact, might be uh, of God. There's no shame in that. There's no harm in that, presuming that we're doing what Ignatius counsels us to do in this set of rules. We give much attention to the unfolding of the course of the thoughts, and we are helped by a wise and competent spiritual director. But note that the whole point of rules five and six, that is, um, discernment according to the end and the middle, is that Ignatius expects that we are not always going to pick this up right away. Uh, No shame that none of these pick it up right away. Uh, Every one of them, as we're um, speaking of their scenarios, has done and is doing exactly what he or she needs to do to come to clarity in this. So the tactic of the enemy has been discovered before any harm is done. Kathy does not leave her suburban school. Charles continues with liturgy and finance. Patricia works with the parish poor. Barbara does not push too hard. So no harm has been done because they have discerned well according to the second set of rules. Gaisa says, now, now use the enemy against himself. Learn from what he's done. Review what he's done. See the little steps that led along the way. And learn from this for the future. Okay, I think we'll stop. Well, let's finish this and then we'll conclude. When should this review of the little by little be done? It profits the person who was um, by him to, to look immediately, okay, at the course of the good thoughts that he brought. So the, the person um, to whom he brought these thoughts, do it right away. So that probably um, Father Mark is going to say to Kathy in their seventh meeting, when you get some time now, and uh, don't let too much time go by before you do this. Get some quiet time, and I'd like you to go back over, well, he probably will explain Ignatius Rule 7, 6, excuse me, that Ignatius would, would like you to do this and explain why this will be so helpful. And then Kathy uh, will go ahead and do this and learn from it. And so be safeguarded for the future uh, all the more strongly. All right, we'll pick this up in our next conference. You've been listening to The Second Week Rules for the Discernment of Spirits, an Ignatian Guide to a Greater Discernment of Spirits with Father Timothy Gallagher. To hear and or to download the podcast version of this conference, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. To view Father Gallagher's video presentation of this conference, visit discerninghearts.com or the Discerning Hearts YouTube channel. 
This has been a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Second Week Rules for the Discernment of Spirits, an Ignatian Guide to a Greater Discernment of Spirits with Father Timothy Gallagher.